I want to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so you can have it be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, plus many more. You can make money from your podcast with absolutely no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Picciuto, and I'm super excited to have my L.A.-based friend, Rebecca Kennedy, on the line today. Rebecca, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. How oh, are you? Of course. I'm doing great. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, yeah, like you said, I'm Rebecca Kennedy. Um, I'm an actor. I live in Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, today I guess we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that and life and happiness and all the good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so obviously prior to us like hooking up and getting on this podcast and we've been Instagram friends for quite some time, but in anticipation of this episode, I took the liberty to check out your IMDB page and my goodness, you certainly are an actress. You have worked in a lot of things. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, explain to me kind of how you got your start um, how you like got into acting, how, you know, your career has like expanded and morphed and, and where are you at today in terms of like what your, your goals are and, and how things are progressing for you, um, with regards to your career. Yeah. So I started acting when I was young. Um, I was about 12 years old when I first started doing plays and, you know, uh, children's theater groups. I'd wanted to act for a really long time since I was about four is when I first expressed an interest in it. And my mom at the time, you know, because I was four, was kind of like, you know, we were busy with other things. I had an older sister that was doing a lot of things and I was doing, you know, other things. And my mom was kind of like this, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know about this. Um, so I kind of kept bugging her. And then finally, when I was 12, I didn't, I didn't make the cheerleading squad at school, which was devastating at the time. Oh no. Um, I know, right? All my friends were in it. And that's really why I, you know, tried out. But um, I guess I was too quiet or something, which is ironic now. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't make it. So finally, my mom was like, and I was just devastated. I knew what I was going to do. My mom was like, all right, let's let's try this acting thing. So she found like a local children's group that, you know, rehearsed like once a week uh, for a musical that we did in the summer. So she's like, let's start with this. Let's see. You know, because sometimes people want to be actors and then they start doing it and they're like, this sucks. Like, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially kids. Um, we tend to change, you know, as you know, change our, what we like to do. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to make sure there's actually something that I wanted. So they had already kind of had done auditions, already been rehearsing for this for the musical. Uh, we did the Music Man as the first one. But they were very kind to kind of just let me come in. And so I was in a lot of the ensemble 
numbers and they kind of just put me in where they could. And my mom said that when she dropped me off the first day, uh, she came back to pick me up a little early and was kind of staying in the back. I didn't know she was there. And she said she saw my face and she's like, oh, this is it. Like, this is where we're going to be. And so I did theater uh, growing up, um, started auditioning for shows when I was a little bit older. Um, didn't really think too much about film and TV. I had, you know, when I, when I was in my teens, I, I kind of wanted to do it, but I'm from Texas originally. And so I didn't, especially at the time, the industry was not what it is now. Um, didn't really know a lot. We just didn't know. We didn't really know how to get started. And theater is, you know, much different. You, you know, show up to the audition. You don't have to have an agent. Anybody can audition, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, versus, like, you know, film and TV, you have to have an agent. You have to be submitted. You have to be picked. There's just a whole, you know, lot more process to it. So I just kept doing theater. I went to an arts magnet school in Dallas uh, for dance and for acting. And then I went to college for musical theater. And I was had every intention of moving to New York. And doing that whole scene and after i graduated from college which i was in florida i came back to texas to kind of figure out what i was going to do and i you know kept doing theater i was teaching as well at like a theater company and also doing musicals and plays as well um and i met my now husband but then you know just for dating and you know friends said to me like hey i know you, you express interest in, in you know, doing film and TV, are you still, do you want some help? And I was like, yes, I would love some help. So I started just submitting to anything I could find, like short films, student films. I did some background work. Um, that same friend referred me to his Louisiana, um, Louisiana agent at the time. And they took me on, uh, you know, despite not having any much, you know, I didn't have much film and TV experience at the time, but mm -hmm. they were generous and then took me on and started sending me out for auditions um and then i got married in 2009 and then um 2010 was kind of the year that i decided okay i'm gonna maybe put theater on the back burner for a while and just focus on on film and, and tv and that's the like house hunting and season of the witch with nicholas cage and uh creature and so things kind of um just took off took off from there so and i haven't looked back um and then eventually i moved to la where i live now and uh yeah so it's a kind of a short story for a long long journey i know it's, <laughs> it's super incredible i mean i i would say not all but I don't know, a fair amount of people probably wish that they could be an actor or an actress and follow, you know, that kind of pattern of being a childhood, you know, hobby, someone who does something for fun just because, you know, like you said, you didn't have luck of making the cheerleader squad. And then it turns into this yeah. thing that you absolutely love. Um, I would yeah, imagine. Thank God I didn't. Thank God I didn't. <laughs> because if I had, I would not have pursued this. You know? Maybe I'm, not till later, or maybe at all. I was just know? I'm so. curious if uh, any of your roles have been centered around cheerleading at all. <laughs> I had one. Oh, that's so um, funny. <laughs> er, early on, um, when I lived in Texas, I did a film called The High Schooler's Guide to College Parties. And it was um, about, yeah, basically these two high school guys that are, that are trying to have this college party. And I played. My, my credit in the movie 
which, you know, I wanted a real name, but they just thought it was too funny, was the slutty cheerleader. <laughs> um, and I wasn't really slutty as much as I was just, like, crazy. Yeah. And uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with that. But, yeah, that's the only two that I've played. Probably the only one I will now. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Probably not going to happen anymore. But, um, yeah, it was kind of my, my high school or junior high dreams with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty awesome. It's like talk about coming full circle for sure. Um, obviously, you yeah. have a extremely difficult career. Like there's no question that I would think, although it's like the, the gem of careers, like everyone wants to be a famous actor. Everyone wants to be a famous actress. The amount of work that goes into building your craft and a work of, you know, like a, a, a resume and a book of business, or well, I say book of business because I'm in sales, but like a resume and yeah. a career that is something that's probably inherently extremely difficult. Um, talk to me kind of about some of like the trials and tribulations that you've had in the industry. Um, I mean, you, you've worked on some incredibly popular famous shows and, you're still going. It's like something that you're still actively doing. And I wonder, like you probably audition a lot and you probably get turned down mm -hmm. a fair amount and you get accepted to a lot of roles. Mm -hmm. So tell me kind of what your process is like in terms of prepping for an audition and like kind of what happens when you get it or you don't get it and like how you either like adapt or, or uh, reorganize yourself uh, based on that, like success or failure. Awesome. Yeah. These are great questions. If I missed anything that you, you covered, just, let me know and I'll circle back yeah. um, to it. Um, yeah, you know, as actors, we talked a lot about, like, which I just did, um, you know, going from this project and then I did this and then I, you know, was able to do this. But we kind of miss the stuff in between that's really hard, which is the, you know, hundreds of auditions that you don't book, um, you know, in between the things that you do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we definitely tend to highlight more of the success and, don't want to talk about the failure and it's not even failure really because you know I hate even using the word rejection because it's not it's not personal you know only one person can play the role and the director producer network or whoever may just have a different vision that is not you mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you did anything wrong and you're not a good actor or that you're not good enough it's just you know film and tv is a visual medium sure, for sure. and so if you don't, you know, they're like, oh, man, I just, I'm envisioning them with blonde hair and this other actor has blonde hair, you know, and that's, that's kind of it. Yeah. There's nothing to do about it, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I moved, like I said, moved from Texas, which is a very small market, smaller market to a very large market. Um, and the transition was definitely not easy, for sure. Um, I went, you know, from auditioning quite a bit in Texas, you know, several times a week because there aren't that many casting directors there. Once everyone knows you, you're kind of in. So you're just, you know, you're auditioning until you book the next thing. Whereas here, there are hundreds and hundreds of casting directors. Mm -hmm. And when you make the move, even if you have credits, which, you know, I did, um, they don't know you, right? Because yeah. you booked, you know, you booked the with a local casting director or whatever. So it's kind of starting over. You're starting over and you're getting to have your you know put your name out there and it it can be harder here to get representation to get good representation to get you know an agent or a manager that really understands you and wants to fight for you and you know understands and sees the career that you see as well um, that can take time as well so you know just giving myself time you know looking back now it's like I you know there were many many moments and there still are sometimes for sure frustration and, and tears and it's like why are things not happening faster 
that's that just takes time. It mm-hmm. just it just does. Um, and it kind of takes as long as it takes. There's no timeline. Everyone's different. You know, some people are going to move here and in a year be famous on a show and they're, you know, that's it. Um, others, you know, it's going to take 10 years, if not more. Most cases is going to be the latter, right? Yeah, um, for sure. Most celebrities you see are not overnight. ones that just popped off the bus overnight. You know, they love, yeah, they love to put out the articles overnight success and you look back at their IMDb and it's like they've been working for 12 years. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it's over. It's overnight from the one thing that they did that everyone liked. It's like the overnight from right. the one thing that went viral or overnight from the one role that really broke their career. Um, but right. yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, it's, it's never, oh, I just, you know, started acting yesterday and now I'm famous. Yeah, right. Or if that does happen, sometimes those careers are short-lived. You know, they're not, they're not ones that have sustainability for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, it's like the, the one hit wonder in the music industry. Right. Those you know, they have the one, the one song that comes out that everyone loves and you're like, what happens with bands? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was just, um, uh, yeah. I was just, uh, got an alert. So apparently Apple music has started giving me recommendations, which I, I never noticed before, but I probably play the song one headlight by the wallflowers once a month, maybe once a week. It's just one of my favorite songs. And they just came out with an album for the first time in, I'm going to say 20 plus years. And it's a good example of even if you are one hit wonder, it's never too late to keep doing the thing that you love and putting out more, more great stuff. Um, Well, not. No, go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, I've always wondered about actors because I, uh, you know, I did the play thing as a kid. I never really got into it when it started butting up against like sports um, and practices and games and stuff. I, I made a clear decision to go, you know, my, I had, my passion was more centered around the sports uh, arena mm-hmm. for my life. I've always wondered, uh, you've played a lot of different characters. So when you're working in a scene where you need to be like extraordinarily happy or extraordinarily sad, um, what goes into like manipulating your own emotions to like exude whatever that uh, scene or role is, is, uh, requiring so like if you're playing a sad role do you need to be sad in that moment in that day is it something that you can just kind of turn on and off like how does that work that's a great question um yeah you know every actor is going to have their different process and every role is going to require something different um like you said i've i've played um a lot of different characters and a lot of uh dark kind of sad emotional um you know, addicts from to homeless to uh, victims, you know, and, and those are usually far away from, thankfully, my own uh, experience in my own life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thankfully, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's more of doing the homework before I get there. So, you know, before I'm on set um, or before I do an audition, um, like I can take, you know, Esther, for example, from, um, from Law and Order SVU. Um, Because I know you asked a little bit about auditions before. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when I read that script initially, I don't know why. I just was like, I connected to her so fiercely. And I was like, I don't know why, because I've not experienced anything that this this young woman has. But for some reason, I just felt very protective of her and wanted so badly to be able to tell her story. um, Because I think it's, you know, one that needed to be told um, and, you know, wanted to do that justice. Um, so when I take something like that and I'm like, okay, uh, this is so far from my life. Um, I try to try to look and see what I can relate to. So, you know, I can't 
relate to um, having neglectful and abusive parents, um, but I can but I can relate to like feeling lonely and being lonely and feeling uh, trapped and feeling um, like no one sees you, um, those kind of things. So mm-hmm. while they're not necessarily as intense feelings as feelings of abuse, um, it doesn't matter because the audience will interpret what they want to interpret, right? So all I need to do is the homework of it, figuring out, you know, who I am, what do I want, things like that, basic actor, actor questions, mm-hmm. um, you know, figuring all those kind of things out. And then when I'm on set or in the audition, especially on set, um, I try to let all that go. And I'm not worrying about um, in the moment I need to fill this, in the moment I need to fill that. Um, as an early actor, it's funny because my I, I still work with an acting coach, and he actually brought this up this week. Um, you know, he's like, when you first when you first came to me, you felt very much an obligation to feel something in a certain moment of a scene, mm-hmm. um, like like oh, she needs to feel sad here, so I have to feel sad. Whereas he's like, now you you don't, you let all that, you have let all that go. Um, and if you know if it, if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Sometimes it'll happen in different moments. That's the beautiful thing, right, about editing is they can they can take movements and make them, you know, it's like I'll watch a scene. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That reaction was to something different. Mm-hmm. Like they used it here because it fit better here or whatever. Um, you know, they can they can make that all happen, which is which is beautiful. Um, you know, and that's the goal is then to just pay attention to, to my partner and to be able to play and not not feel any obligation to feel anything because really – um, we want the audience to feel right, not us. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because you know you'll watch a scene in class, for instance, and they're like, "Oh man, like I just did not feel it at all." And we're all like, "Oh my god, what?" Like we felt everything. Like it doesn't matter at all, actually, what we feel. You know, actors, we want the experience, we want to feel something, but it really, at the end of the day, doesn't matter as long as the audience does. That's a really um, interesting perspective, especially. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the character of Esther on SVU because I watched that. I'm not a big Law and Order person, but obviously because you shared that you were going to be on the show, like I saw it and I watched the clips and like, holy shit. I mean, that was like powerful stuff. Like that was, that felt real. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I don't know you professionally. I don't, you know, I haven't seen everything that you're in, but like having known, you know, your bright side of like, you know, our Instagram interactions and you, you're just like super happy yeah. and, and peppy and like a, just a light. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is nuts. Um, and I, and that's really what informed that question because, you know, it is such a turn from what, like, I thought of you as a human being to play um, yeah. polar opposite of that. And I was just so mesmerized and impressed that, you know, it is uh, very interesting to hear that, you know, maybe you don't think you're nailing it in the moment, but people are around you are like, holy shit, that was, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um thank you by the way i really appreciate that no um, problem yeah it's it's a it's a weird yeah it's a weird thing for whatever reason i'm drawn to these these characters and i don't really know why other than just wanting to tell their story um but yeah i mean it's interesting um like that when i you know i filmed in new york um, i live in la so i was there for two weeks by myself in like a hotel room which helped you know a lot in terms of just kind of staying in that mindset of like, you know, eating dinner was something precious because she didn't get to do things like that. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's like all that stuff kind of informs 
the character. And then, you know, like I said, when you're on set, you're playing, you just play, you know, you just react. And, and Kelly and Mariska, you know, everybody's, especially Kelly, because I worked with her the most, um, was amazing and just kind of going with whatever we did, even if it wasn't scripted, which some of the stuff wasn't. Um, she just went with, we just both went in the moment, whatever, whatever came up, came up. So a lot of um, that was ad lib. Um, so the lines weren't necessarily like the lines were all in the scripts. They're, they're definitely very. Um, oh, so it's like the manner in which they're delivered. Right. <laughs> right. But as far as like some of the physical gestures and stuff that we did, um, that's up was, to you to kind of perform. Yeah. It was that's not. Cool. And they, you know, or we kept it all in, which was great. That is cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a really interesting question. And, um, Yes, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's definitely a, a, an interesting process, and I am one that likes to let it go once I'm done, like mm-hmm. once I'm wrapped. Um, I'm not a I'm not a method actor that's like in character twenty four seven. I think I would go nuts yeah. for me playing those kind of roles. <laughs> Plus, I you know, coming in as a guest, I don't want someone to be like, "Wow, I'd never ask her back. She's super weird." <laughs> you know, my, so like, listen, I think you work in probably one of the most glamorized and cool industries in general. Like, it's cool. People get to play pretend for life. But to me, like, a lot is made of people who go method actor for roles. And it seems a bit pretentious to me. Like, I understand Daniel Day-Lewis takes his craft extremely seriously. But I don't think if you're filming a movie for six months that you need to walk around thinking you're Abraham Lincoln for six months. That's just, like, to me, feels incredibly pretentious. And he is a multiple Oscar-winning actor. So far be it for me to judge him. But it just seems like an odd choice considering you spend, I don't know, maybe eight to nine hours a day or whatever it is playing a role. It's not something I think you necessarily would need to carry with you beyond that uh, day's worth of work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, it's different for every actor. I I can't speak. I mean, if you're, if you're leading, you know, if you're the lead of a studio feature, um, I guess you have to do what you got to do to, um, and, oh, sure. and everyone's, kind, you know, you know, everyone's a couple kind of hundred million dollars on the line. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like, like I said, like I definitely consider, you know, when I'm coming in as the guest, I'm, I'm, uh, it's like, feels like you're coming in as the guest at like Thanksgiving, you know, this is not your home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so a good I attitude. As, yeah. I want to be as pleasant and as kind and as easy to work with as possible while also obviously doing my job. Um, you know, and, and and especially that show, and Criminal Minds was great too. Um, they work, you know, every every episode is so heavy that they know an actor's need time, and they don't, you know, they let you have your time. Like if I was standing in the corner, facing the corner, doing something, they like left me alone. You know, like they're like, okay, she's she's in her whatever moment. You know, they were very kind and cautious, and be like, okay, Rebecca, whenever you're ready, like you know, you know, we're ready for you. They, you know, they, they knew that like, I need that time. But then at lunch, you know, I'm going to be myself because I'm human first. And I, I, you know, I want them to be like, oh yeah, she was great to work with. Let's definitely have her back at some point. Probably not that, not obviously not on that show because I'm dead, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, those people are Could have a a twin sister, right? (laughs) Yeah. Of course it goes. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, those are great. Those are great questions because Thank it you. is it is a weird um, process, especially when you're playing such dark 
you know, crazy material like that. For sure. Um, obviously you've worked on some pretty incredible shows, um, which are primetime television network TV. Um, is there a role that, or a performance that you are most proud of? Um, SVU to me comes to mind criminal minds, obviously as well. Is there a particular role and it doesn't have to be TV. It could have been a movie. It could have been a theater project. Is there something that you've done, uh, that you are especially proud of, uh, from your, from your working experience? Yeah, I mean, all of my experiences have been awesome, which I'm, you know, definitely blessed to be able to say that. Um, and I've loved playing every every role I've gotten to play so far has been unique and has added to my learning and growing as an actor and as a person. Um, I think definitely SVU is up there as one of my top, um, just because I hadn't. I mean, Criminal Minds was similar as like as far as like she was a victim and, and a you know that had been locked in a basement but um <laughs> you know you know as they do um but <laughs> this felt like I worked all eight days um I got you know I don't know I just it it felt like a different experience mm-hmm. um as well like being in a different different city and state and um I, I don't know I was just really wanted to do her justice mm-hmm. um and so I was just not saying like oh I'm so proud of my performance but just proud of that I, that I took some risks in there and that I did some stuff that wasn't in the script physically and that they kept it all, which was awesome. Um, I mean, I think there, I, there's a lot yeah. in that performance to be proud of. I mean, go to the well, saying. Thank you. And I consume, <laughs> I consume a shitload of TV and movies. I watch pretty much everything. So, um, I think probably part of it was because, like I said, I, I've, I have this vision and like even your voice, it's like you're so light, you're so airy, so sweet. And then I was like, oh, my God, where does this coming from? I'm, I'm going to link some YouTube clips or, or uh, I don't even know if I could get like the show clips so people know what we're talking about. And, and honestly, I've got a lot of friends who watch SVU religiously. I just happen to not be one of them. But it no, was yeah, yeah, it was it was heavy. <laughs> Yeah, you're not the only one. Um, I did a a podcast with some guys, and they, and they finally came out to L.A., and I met them for coffee. And they were like, we really weren't sure what we were going to get. <laughs> and we're like, when I was like, okay. Well, I mean, I guess that's, you know. That's good. That's a compliment. Yeah, that is a compliment. Um, you know, some people are convinced that I'm one thing, and then they meet me, and they're like, wow, you're not at all what I thought you would That's be. awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> so a, lo- a lot of the conversations that I have on my podcast – are centered around confidence and what gives someone um, the either desire or the you know cojones to do something that they want to do in life and like for me that was like starting my podcast that was um, me starting my journey with photography um, obviously you have a job where you're basically tested on a daily and or weekly basis to get roles and jobs um, mm-hmm. so I would imagine confidence factors in heavily in what you do on a daily and weekly basis. Um, what gives you confidence and what inside of yourself and or over your experience has either, you know, been able to increase the level of confidence that you have in yourself and your worth work and, or, you know, maybe hindered it to some degree. Gosh, um, I feel like I'm still working on it sometimes. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, like we talked about earlier, there's so much, um, not rejection, but like redirection. Mm-hmm. I can say that. Um, that you know, and it's I know in my heart it's not personal, right? Like it's nothing to do with you or your performance or your audition or whatever. Uh, but sometimes it's hard. Sometimes when you really want something or you've been um, 
through the process of um yeah i mean the you know when you when you spend months um auditioning for something you get very very attached to it it's hard not to be even if you say like oh you know i know this isn't mine it's you know it's not not, not mine until it's mine but it's still it's still hard mm-hmm. and so that sometimes can be a little bit of a kicker um not on your skill as, as an actor but just as a you know you're just you want it you know you want to work mm-hmm. um and so the, those kind of things sometimes you have to, I have to check myself like it's it's not my self-worth it's this job is not going to define me as, as an actor as or as a person um I would so imagine things, that's, you know, I was going to say, I would imagine at times that might be, you know, difficult because, you know, obviously you've had some huge wins. You've had some really successful roles and, you know, on major projects, but, you know, you can't book everything. So that's, no. it's arguably, you're probably being rejected more often than you are being, you know, gotten given a role. So how, yeah. how are you able to maintain that like positivity and that confidence in your abilities when, you know, I, I read something recently, and I don't, I mean, I don't want to misquote the statistic, but it was it was about acting, and it was about how, like, you get denied, like, a thousand to one or something. It was some crazy number. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jesus, yeah. how does anyone tolerate that? It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, staying in class, um, I mean, honestly, I'm in class when I'm not working, um, if I can. And that helps so much because every week I just like, get to do what I love, and there's no judgment as far as like am i going to get this part Mm -hmm. right there's no like oh my god i have to do it this way because i have to get this part or um i have to make them love me or whatever there's there's none of that i just get to show up and like play with my partner and you know yeah you get constructive criticism and then you get told what what went what went right and what you can work on but but there's no pressure of anything like there's no job on the line so Mm -hmm. that kind of so you're able to hone your craft in a kind right. of risk-free environment. Exactly. And it reintroduces, like, why you're doing this in the first place, right? Because if you don't love it, then, like, get out. Yeah, <laughs> there's, well. there's too much rejection. There's too much disappointment. There's too much of, like, you finally book something, the role gets cut. You finally uh-huh. book something, and, like, your part's given to someone else. Like, it just, there's too much stuff that happens that sucks mm-hmm. that you just have to keep coming back to the love of the craft and the love of why why you act and why you want to tell someone else's story um and that kind of keeps me keeps me going because i know and i tell myself i'm like right now there's someone out there writing the perfect role for me that's pretty I great like, keep telling yourself that because you know yeah like if i had quit years ago it's like i wouldn't have been you know introduced to esther who changed my life for sure i mean i probably 10 years from now will still be oh yeah that's that that's esther <laughs> i mean that's what i know now you know even when i did station 19 people were like that's esther like that's that's who that is um, that's cool so yeah that helps i think for me just to keep going that i know that there are stories waiting to be told that are perfect for me even if this one is not I like that. Um, I think in in the yeah. face of like an overwhelmingly, uh, you know, hard and trying industry, that level of positivity and, um, you know, f- you know, foresight to like realize that like there is still more that I can do with this, and no matter you know 
get knocked down on my ass nine times and get up 10, whatever it might be. Um, that's a really, really great mental attitude. And I think something that, um, is certainly not easy to come by, by any stretch of the, the imagination for sure. Um, right. Well, and someone said yes. So someone else will too. It just may take time. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. If you yeah. do something long enough and you, and you're able to be successful at it, you're only one more person away from the dream role, the dream job, the dream you know, et cetera. Um, yeah. for sure. Um, speaking of which, do you have like a dream project in mind, like a dream role, like whether it's like something reoccurring on a sitcom, like a movie role, is there something that like your biggest dream to do as an actor? I mean, I, I feel like it's just cliche and, you know, a silly question, but I, I am genuinely curious no. if, if you have something that you're like, that is the dream. I mean, I'd love to be on a show regularly. Um, my mom always jokes, she's like, I can't wait till we can watch you every night. Or not every night, but every week. Mm-hmm. Um, or binge, you know, I'm like, right. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or binge and watch it, you know, um, every night if you want. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, a leading movie would be great, too. But um, I don't know. Like, right now, I just would love to be on a show um, that I can work on regularly. Um, I don't necessarily have a role that I, like, oh, I have to play this role. I just, you know, I like we've kind of talked about, I just want to continue playing roles like I have, but that are deep, that mean something to me, um, that are someone's story that somebody is watching and is like, Oh my God, that's my story. Or I get that. Even if, you know, even if it's something crazy, it's like, there's part of the character that like, wow, that's, I get that. That's me. Um, you know, and it isn't inspiring to people. Um, that's kind of what I hope for eventually. Um, or soon, hopefully sooner rather than later. But. Yeah. How, how is like the last year with COVID? And obviously, I would imagine there's been like a fair amount of slowdown or shutdown or delay in productions and yeah. um, and whatnot. How is like the last year kind of impacted your working life? And do you see it picking up sooner than later? I mean, I know, you know, I'm in the New Jersey, New York City area and things are starting to feel like it's almost normal. We're sort of kind of getting there. But how, how has that been for the last year for you? And, uh, you know, do, do you think things will start picking up in terms of like your ability to go to work more and, and audition more? Yeah, I mean, I really think um, things are turning around, which is amazing uh, for the industry. And just, um, you know, it's funny because people joke about like our jobs not being important. But I'm like, what did you watch for the last year? Mm-hmm. TV, you know, so literally, like, I get it. We're not performing brain surgery. We're not like the top of the most important, like, you know, actual first responders and things like that are very important. Um, but as far as just entertainment, which is, you know, which is important, which is um, the way that we survive through this hard life. For sure. I think a lot of times um, it's what we turn to in the Great Depression, you know, with movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for what we call episodic season, which is like when the networks um, start their season again. Um, a lot of them are obviously because we, because of COVID, um, they didn't really get to start filming until much later than they normally would film. <clears throat> so they're not having full seasons. So this next oh. season, which will start um, in July, as you know, assuming all goes well, um, we'll have, uh, or August, we'll have, hopefully we'll have full seasons. Um, and then there'll still be, there'll be a lot more opportunities for actors um, as well, and, and because of, you know, the vaccine and, and just mass, you know, all the stuff that we've figured out um, for the industry as far as, like, how to work safely, um, I think they'll, you know, they'll be able to have more people on set. Because I know at first they were very concerned and there was, you know, less roles um, so that they had smaller 
smaller casts and which is definitely understandable mm-hmm. um but now hopefully we'll be able to um you know be more open as far as being able to have you know full shows and full seasons and then work should should pick up nice. definitely for actors um yeah it's been hard it's been hard the la- last year was hard um had to find other ways of being creative i stayed in class on zoom <laughs> which was <laughs> You know, an adjustment, but ended up being awesome and really, really enjoying it. Um, read a lot, you know, things like that. Just trying to keep myself creative um, and not and not go crazy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned that um, you know through your work as an actor, um, you hope to inspire people, whether it be from a, a story that you're able to tell. Um, a, a role you're able to bring to life, etc. Um, what inspires you, you know, on a daily basis um, in your work in your life? Ooh, that's a good question. What inspires me? I think seeing others work as well. Um, having you know the opportunity, especially last year, to catch up on a lot of shows that I had missed or just hadn't had time to watch, or um, you know, for whatever reason, I put off. Um, but seeing just the amazing work that is happening in both movies and in, and TV, um, is really inspiring to me, um, watching others in class, um, that are, you know, not famous actors, but are just incredibly talented, um, is inspiring to me. Um, things like that, I think that just inspire me to keep going, inspire me not to give up, just knowing the work is so so fantastic and that, you know, actors are just doing such great work um i think inspires me um and then just you know seeing people <laughs> people i don't know um you know people that i know that are doing amazing things not in the industry mm-hmm. you know my 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 father-in-law is a firefighter emt and my brother-in-law is a nurse and watching them and hearing their stories and um is inspiring to me that's awesome yeah. Yeah, I think you have like a, a very positive and clear uh, outlook on life, which is nice. And I would say, <laughs> <I> pro- <try. laughs> well, it's nice. It, it's good to hear because, you know, uh, th- this has been for better, or for worse, mostly the worst for a lot of people for the last 12 months. And um, it's been a dark time for people. It's been tough. And like you said, like a lot of consumption of uh, media has transpired. And I think it's a good way to break people from you know, the mundaneness and, and the the heaviness of what's kind of transpired, um, over the last year. And, and like you said, the real things that matter are, you know, your, your father-in-law and your cousin, you know, nurses, firefighters, yeah. police officers who are doing things, you know, on a daily basis that are actually, you know, making differences for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to me about um, the, your relationship with your husband because you guys have been married for I think probably like eleven or twelve years now. Um, does yeah. it help to have that support system at home? Uh, you know, for good days and bad days, to have someone that you have there that um, you can kind of rely on. No, he's awful. No, <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> no he's wonderful. Um, I, I met him um, way before I was even doing really film and TV. Um, he knew I was an actor, you know, I was doing theater at the time and, you know, I kind of said to him, like, this is my life. So hop on or, or don't bother, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Like, nothing was going to change here. Um, you know, when we got married, we had no plans to move. Um, but I, you know, things just started kind of moving that direction. I ended up staying with a manager. Um, I came out here for a couple months to kind of see how things were going to be. Um, if I even liked living out here and then I went, home and I was like 
we got to move. And we moved like two months later. He was just all in. He's been all in since the beginning. That's awesome. Um, yeah, he's he's super supportive. Um, you know, he'll <laughs> he's funny because he's so he's just level headed. He just he's like I'll be upset if I don't book something because you know a lot of times the stuff I audition for is like like you know like you know super heavy and so I get very attached. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I don't get it, it's hard. And he'll be like, "Do you think this is the last role you're ever going to audition for?" Yeah. I'm like, very no. pragmatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very just like, you know, like he reminds me of like this. This isn't like there's so much more to come. Like, stop freaking out about this one little thing, you know. That sometimes is not as as great as I thought it was going to be, or whatever, you know. Anyway, so um, that's he's just great. Constantly like reminding me to trust um, and know that there there is more. Um, and yeah, he's not in the industry, so that um, certainly helps. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, he's um, not also trying to do this. Um, so he sees the industry from a, a different stand, standpoint um, and is able to be, like you said, a lot more pragmatic about it all. Nice. And isn't, isn't, doesn't have all the emotional involvement That's cool. um, that I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've found, uh, you know, through my own uh, risk taking that I've, you know, done over the course of the last year, um, you know, really just chasing my dream of being a photographer and starting this podcast that if it weren't for the support that I have with my family and my friends, I wouldn't be doing any of these things. I would have gone back to getting a regular old nine to five and I'd be probably just miserable, you know, buying a bunch of shit to like fill up my house that I don't need. Um, and I think that without the support of a loved one, you know, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, and or family or friends, it could be lonely and it could be difficult to make like, you know, level headed decisions on things on a daily basis. Um, so it's, it's always nice to hear when, you know, someone who I'm obviously now consider a friend has like that really rock solid foundation of support, um, at a close level. Like that's, that's nice to hear for sure. Yeah, and like someone that can just kind of talk you off the ledge a bit um, as well. You know, he's he's very supportive. Everything everything comes out, and then he's also very supportive when on the other end when there's disappointment and frustration. Um, you know, which like you said, it's so important to have. You know, even not everyone is as blessed as us to have a supportive family. My mm-hmm. parents are also like you know I talk to my mom sometimes every day. If, if, if sometimes. If things are going a certain way, five times um, a day, <laughs> right? And she's just constantly like, yeah. you know, you just have to keep trusting. You just have to keep trusting. Um, but not everyone is fortunate enough to have that, so it's so important just to find someone in your life that will that will keep you um, from going off that that deep end, um, and will you know keep you just your spirits up. Yeah. For sure. That's great. Um, in terms of like your industry, obviously, like it's it's un, un you know comparable to any friends or family that I have. You know, I don't really have anyone who works in the industry um, where so much of what you do is kind of on like a daily, weekly basis, right? So like you can land a show mm-hmm. that will uh, you know book you up for the next five years, or you could be on a show that's two weeks. Um, how do you go about goal setting for a job that doesn't have like a definitive timeline for what it is you actually do? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know that you can necessarily, like, you, you can't really be like, well, I'm going to be on a show in five years. I mean, you can put that as a goal, right? Um, and you can work towards that goal. 
but you can't be disappointed if it doesn't happen in five years. So right. it's not it's not the same as like I'm gonna you know do this and then you have control over it. Um, this is one career that's tough because you don't necessarily have control over um, a lot of aspects of it. Um, as far as, you know, what you audition for and what you book, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, you can give your representation a, um, things that you want to go out for kinds of roles. You know, my reps definitely know the kind of work I want to do, the kind of roles. Um, but you don't, you know, obviously get a choice of whether you book them or not. Right. Um, so yeah, it's tough to really say like, I'm going to do this and that. Or I feel like if you say like, people are like, oh, I'm going to, if I don't make it in five years, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you're probably going to leave um, if, if you're going to follow through with your, you know, that statement. Um, I think it kind of, like I said before, it kind of takes as long as it takes. You mm-hmm. have to just put in, be, be willing to put in the work and stay in it. Um, you can do like, there's definitely goals as far as like, okay, if you want a new agent or you want a new manager or, okay, now I want to audition for uh, co-stars or now I want to audition for guests or now I want to audition for series regulars you can you know you can have those goals mm-hmm. um it's just hard to have goals as far as like what you're going to book because you just don't know sure because um, it can take five years it can take 10 years um yeah i just find it to be like you know, you know for like me from like uh like everything that i do um whether it be photography or the podcast or whatever it's like you know i want to book this many episodes for the podcast like i can put like metrics on everything right. that i do but in an industry where your like booking and success rate and the longevity of that job is not really something that you're able to predetermine. I I would imagine it's kind of hard for you to like judge what you would consider success or not. And, and I'm not saying you in general, I'm, I'm not saying you specifically, I mean, in generally speaking, because if I were in your shoes and I'm putting my goals, I would imagine landing network television roles are getting crossed off. <laughs> Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, absolutely. And that, you know, that was a goal. Um, I just don't, I try not to put like a timeline on a timeline on things. Like it has to be done by this year. Um, you know, I, I put it out there. Like, you know, I put out in the universe I did, um, last year, which is funny, ironically, um, did my first vision board and then 2020 happened. Um, but I actually <laughs> don't do another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I carried over because you know, obviously a lot of things were not, but I did get to check off a few things. I did get to check. Um, I wanted to work in the Grey's Anatomy universe and I did with station 19. Um, and I wanted to book another guest star and I did. Um, so there were some things that, you know, that I got to cross off and I absolutely think you should put things out there. Um, you know, I, I want to do a series regular, so I'm going to put that out there. I want to do a recurring guest star. I'm going to put that out there. Um, I just don't put like, oh, it has to be done by this time. Yeah, that makes sense. Because then when that time comes, you're like, well, shit. now what? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, certain things you can. Like, I'm going to go headshots by May. You know, you can definitely put time on that. I'm yeah. going to update my reel by this date. Okay, you can do that. Um, those kind of things. You can but it's not like I want to be the star of a major motion picture by 2021. I mean, you, can, you know, you can definitely write that down. You just have to be okay with like that it may not happen yeah it's like best laid (laughs) plans for sure you know yeah Yeah. i uh i've gotten i've gotten a lot better and i think it's 
through more of these conversations that I have with people from, you know, many different walks of life of like trying to manifest the things that I want. And, you know, it's, it always felt like to me, like the yoga phrase, like manifest your reality and like build up whatever you want to have for yourself. But the more and more I start doing these sort of things where I'm like, listen, I want to start a podcast and I want to get this many downloads and I want to book this many guests and I want to photograph this many people and I want to shoot a campaign. The more I start putting this stuff like either on paper or out in the universe, it's starting to actually kind of come around and work. Um, yeah. So I totally, I totally buy into what you're saying of like building a vision board, building like a, you know, a, a, a path of what you want, because I'm starting to actually reap the rewards of me doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's better than doing nothing yeah. and just being like, well, my career goes as it goes and I don't care what I do. I mean, so, and that's fine too, if that's what people, you know, want. Um, but I think it's also good to have goals and, and have a vision for eventually. Um, like I said, I just try not to put like a time on it, time limit on it for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Um, because I'm disappointed if it doesn't happen or I feel that. like, oh, I failed because it didn't happen by this time. It's like, no, this is my vision for my career. It just doesn't have to be. It oh, may take yeah. as long as it takes to get there, and that's okay. Um, and then I can work towards things towards that vision um, as well. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's crazy. This, like, you, you know, you said, um, kind of got to just be ready for anything. Um, you know, I, I booked Station 19 on a Monday, and I was on set Tuesday. Wow. Um, SVU, I booked it on Thursday. I flew out Sunday. We started on Tuesday. I mean, there is just... You just always kind of have to be ready to go. That's intense. At any time. <laughs> now with you know with COVID, it's a little different because like they gonna you know test and all that kind of stuff ahead of time. So they can't really like just have you on set the next day or that day. Right. Um, but but before it was kind of like sometimes they were even booking people the same day if that's just as long as it took to find you know the right actor for the part. That's um, wild. So yeah, so I'm kind of just like when I audition for something, I look at the you know, the dates of filming and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to put a mental note that like at any moment I could be Called flying that. out or need, need me on set or whatever. Um, there's not a lot, you know, film usually get more time. Um, but TV is moves very quickly. So you kind of just got to be ready for anything. Nice. Um, I've touched upon a lot in previous episodes, like regrets that I have in my life. And, and I try to say that I, I live my, my life without regret. Right. But you know, not many people are fortunate enough to kind of have that be the case. Um, but like a lot of the regrets that I have are more centered around me delaying, uh, the process of me chasing dreams and things that I want to do. Um, obviously it seems like you didn't really have much delay in chasing your dream. Um, but in regards to regrets in your life, um, how do you take those instances where you're like, Oh, maybe I really messed up that, that audition or, Oh, I really wish I did this versus that. How do you like handle those instances of regret and kind of grow and move on from them? Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, yeah, I kind of the same as, as far as like, I'd like to say that I, you know, they say, you know, you're going to regret the stuff that you didn't do versus the stuff that you did. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when, the, when, when you're alive, when the time comes for your life. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I try to look at as, because I know from talking from to a casting standpoint, as far as auditions and things like that, 
um, oftentimes we'll be like, oh, that was the worst audition, and they did not see that. Then you get a call back or you book it. Mm-hmm. Or um, it's like did not go badly at all. Like it's just that's your what you felt. Um, so I try not – I try – honestly, that stuff doesn't super bother me that much because I try really hard. I'm like, okay, did I have fun? Yes. Did I do what I wanted? Yes. Then I was successful. Mm-hmm. And I can't control what they saw or didn't see or wanted or didn't want. Um, you know, if they want something different, they can give me a redirect or whatever. Um, at the early stages, for sure, I didn't always do what I wanted to do because I was nervous and, you know, actor insecurity and like trying to do what I thought they wanted, which never works <laughs> because you'll never know what they want ever. Um, so now I definitely am like, okay, I had fun, did what I wanted to do. That's, that's all I can that's all I can do. That's that's my best work. Um, nice. Yeah, so I don't really harbor any auditions I did like four or five years ago, and still thinking because I know casting is not does not remember. Yeah. Even if it didn't, even if it didn't go well, because um, they all say, and I and I believe them. They are like, we don't remember bad auditions. We remember bad people. Oh. You know, so like if you're rude, if you're you know rude to the assistant or rude to the other people in the waiting room or just like disrespectful. It's like, that's what they're going to remember. Not like, Oh, that you messed up four lines and you, you know, it's like, yeah, in that moment they'd be like, Oh, it might be like, Oh, the actor's a little green. Like maybe we'll wait a bit to call them in, but they're again, but they're not going to be like, well, we're writing them off. They're, they're never getting cast again. Yeah. Like, right. I think that's uh, think about, that, yeah, that's a good, that's a good lesson for life because, uh, you get more, was it flies with honey than water or something like that? I, I, or vinegar I, or yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it's good. Honestly, I feel like I spent a lot of time like as a younger person, like being really not, uh, knowledgeable about the, the, uh, impact of my actions and what you said about, you know, uh, you know, whether you're rude to a casting director or their assistant or whatever, the way you handle yourself and the way you carry yourself and the way you treat people will have reverberations throughout your life way beyond, like you said, forgetting yes. a couple lines or doing a bad, uh, job and, you know, getting fired or whatever it might be. Um, the way you handle things in your life is going to greatly inform your successes later on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause producers, they'll say, you know, when they're, they're booking a series and they're like, do I want to work with this person for 12 hours a day for eight months? No, <laughs> no, not if they're a dick, no. for sure. Right. Exactly. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter maybe how great of an actor you are. If you're not a person first and a kind person and someone they would work with, it's like, that's what they remember. Um, fucked up auditions. It's, you know, there's probably I a lot of them. Wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't um, harbor too much, you know, cause everyone has a bad day. We're human. We're not robots. Um, sometimes it just, things just don't work out, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's just, just wasn't there um and like i said we may think what we perceive as bad and they were like oh she was great we didn't see that at all you know um which goes back to again how we think our scene is going when the audience doesn't see that at all um for me it's more which i'm starting to do more which i wish i did more earlier um at the beginning i was definitely more nervous to go anywhere (laughs) like travel for vacations, things like that, because I was so afraid of like, oh my God, that's going to be the week that I get an audition for the role that's going to change my life. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to book something and I'm not going to be able to go on my vacation because obviously like you're not going to turn down a great role. Um, 
for a vacation that you can reschedule or something. So I was very like nervous to go on stuff because, and now I'm like, whatever, like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to, because I'm going to miss and I'm going to regret the places I didn't see far more than, than the jobs I maybe or maybe wouldn't have gotten. That's a, um, that's a really, really good point. And, uh, there is a statistic that I'm really good at giving fake numbers, but not the actual numbers. But there was a statistic that I read not too recently um, that was like Americans on average use like 30% of their vacation days. Like pe like Americans just don't go on vacation for whatever reason. And it's because they're afraid to fall behind at work or like, you know, in your mm -hmm. industry, missing an audition, et cetera. Um, and it's like, what are what are we like really really afraid of because at the end of the day like we only have so much time here and i would much rather spend a week on a beach than worrying about whether you know the tps reports were done on time for tuesday march 7th <laughs> like it's or it doesn't right. matter <laughs> right and well and now like with you know with the industry and going self tapes it's like you can take from anywhere i've done it i've taped from the hotel room um it doesn't like you can really just you're not going to miss out on an opportunity, you know, an opportunity. You can just do it there and they'll understand you're in a hotel or maybe they won't, whatever. Yeah. I mean, they, cause like that's, at the end that's of our, for them to worry about. Right. At the end of my life, like, wow, I didn't see all these pieces because I was too worried about missing opportunities that never came. Yeah. Anyway. You know, um, I, I've got a yeah. line that I've been stealing recently. It's like we can spend hours and days worrying about the wreckage of the future. And all that's going to do is impact us from doing something now. And that's a terrible way to live a life. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I, you know, that's one thing I regret as far as, um, but I'm, I'm changing it now. Like we're, okay. we're, that's, I think that's the thing is like regrets don't have to be things that you don't change. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can change the way that you live your future. Um, cause I can't change the past. I can't go on trips. I didn't go on, you know, and, and I'll say like, I, I never didn't go on something that was planned because I was too afraid. It was like, we just didn't plan stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and now it's like, I'm like, whatever, like I'll just bring the ring right in the call. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, if something comes up, I'll figure it out. Sure. Um, you know, cause I, because otherwise you're going to sit at home and nothing's going to come through. Yeah, right. Exactly. And you're not going to see anything or do anything either. Um, I think yeah. obviously it's pretty clear you picked uh, not the easiest job in the world. Um, it's yeah. got its ups. It's got its downs. If you weren't an actor, what would you be doing for a living? Oh, that's good. That's good. I think maybe psychology, something with psychology. Oh, nice. Um, you should start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything. I mean, I never took any classes or anything um, in college because I went to, yeah, I majored in musical theater. So it was like <laughs> basic uh, math and history and nothing, you know. It's funny because that, um, that that would be my, my same choice. I like to consider myself like a dollar store psychologist. Like throughout life, all my friends and, and family have always come to me for advice and stuff. And I'm like, mm -hmm. fuck, I should have got that doctorate degree. I'd, I'd be charging you $300 for this hour right now. <laughs> and I'm like, and here's the invoice for the, the yeah, right. advice I dispensed. Um, I, yeah, started, I, find... I started doing that lately. I, I'll like Venmo <laughs> request someone for $15 when they ask me for something. <laughs> You should. I, I should do that more because um, sometimes I spend way too much time um, <laughs> helping others, which I love. But, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, I find and I guess this goes with acting, you know, humans very interesting. 
I love to sit and watch people just find them fascinating. Um, and so I, I think that would be something that would be interesting is figuring out why people are the way they are, even if you never can figure it out, but mm -hmm. you're like trying to figure it out. Um, I completely agree. Mind you that this is yeah. the premise basically of why my podcast exists. <laughs> so it's funny. I well, there you agree. go. And yeah. then, I don't know if we'll ever figure it out, but it's interesting <laughs> to try. I agree. Um, try, you know, it's like the jokes about like murder, murder podcasts. Just relax me. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Um, Put me at ease. Murder show, uh, the SNL like, murder show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. Cause it's true. It's like, why? You just all of a sudden one day, like just kill 20 people. Like what? You know? Yeah. Um, I completely yeah, agree. So. Um, for sure. So I like to uh, wrap up every podcast with uh, a couple of rapid fire questions and then uh, two big ones to uh, to kind of close All things right. out. So my I'm, first, I'm scared. Nah, no, it's not that serious <laughs> for sure. Um, what is your favorite book? Uh, that's that's hard. Yeah. Uh, so many. Um, you can give, you can give a few. I mean, I'll, I'll go back. I'll go. Wait, I'll give a few. I'll go back old school first and do uh still a mockingbird oh nice classic. um let's see what else um i'll go more uh, i guess modern um which would be one of my favorites um it's a book called a monster calls i don't know if you've heard of it or read it. it was also made into a movie um yeah it's at least i did i saw it. um because I, I don't cry that often in books um shows movies I like shred tears shed tread shed tears like home commercials. Um but books and I don't know harder and that one I just stopped. Um so that one if anyone hasn't checked out then they should. Um so I'll go and I love photos. I didn't mention any, any of those but um that's like one of my favorite book genres is um thrillers. I love to be um surprised and like I try not when I'm reading not to figure out the twist because I really like to be surprised. Sure. So <laughs> it's like, it's like gone girl, right? Like that book, I was floored. Oh, so good. So that good. book was so good. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what's your favorite movie and or movies that might be a tough one for you? Oh my God. I know. You, I knew, I knew it. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> um, okay. So I'll go, cause I'll say one that I just love and it's, it's kind of a weird, weird one, but, um, the sixth sense. Oh, nice. Good choice. I love that movie. Um, I love horror movies. So I built, and that one is just like so brilliantly done. So the acting good. and everything is just so good. Um, that I, yeah, that was that. Not that I watched every day because that would be probably disturbing. But um, <laughs> put you in a good mood for uh, for a deep dark <laughs> role. And, and it's a good mood. Um, I just explained so much about you, Rebecca. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'll go. I'll go with that one as as one of my favorites. But it's, it's a hard. Good choice. It's always hard to narrow down. No, good choice for sure. What's your favorite food? Gosh, these questions. I love all food. Um, what is my favorite? Food? Desert probably Island pasta. pasta. Nice. Good I, choice. Like any, probably any kind. But I really like all. Like I, yeah. I mean, I can really just skip me anything. <laughs> you don't have to be discriminating all. when it comes to pasta. It's all carbs and delicious and cheese and. I know it's all bad. All the good stuff. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> For sure. A um, little bit heavier. Do you believe in an afterlife? I do. Good. I do as well. I like that. What is your biggest piece of advice for someone that is hearing you talk for the very first time on the podcast today? Um, well, if you're an actor or you're not an actor, 
and whatever you choose to do in your life, um, do not give up. I know it's cliche, like everyone says that, but I think that whatever you want to do, if you love it and you can't imagine your life without it, then you have to keep going towards it. I like that. I mean, I don't think it's, it's not cliche when it's true, right? Like at the end of the day, you can't be afraid to keep going for the thing that you want. And if you work hard enough at something and you really, really put your effort into it, good things will happen. So I don't think it's, it it may be cliche, but I think it's fine. I like it. Well, I agree. And I think, you know, we talked about success and that's going to be different for everyone. And maybe, and maybe your success won't be what you imagined it to be. Maybe you're not going to be Tom Cruise living on an Island or something. (laughs) But I think like you said, if you love it and you work hard at it and you consistently go after it, that you will have, you will succeed. Mm -hmm. It just might not look like what you thought it was going to. Exactly. But I don't think that if you go for something for years and years and years and you try your hardest and you work at it, it's not just kind of work at it, but actually work at it, then you're not going to have any movement. I don't think, I think that you, I think everyone will. I think people that don't, it's because they gave up. I think that's a very, very positive mental outlook and uh, one that more people need to share for sure. My last question for you is what is one recommendation that you have for everyone listening today? It can be a book. It could be a podcast. It could be a movie, a TV show, um, literally anything, just something that you've kind of consumed lately that you would like everyone to check out. Um, Does that have to be new? No, no, it doesn't have to be new. Um, Well, this is Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> oh, so I didn't watch that today. I didn't watch that today. Oh, I'm I'm still catching up. So I didn't have Hulu for a long time, and so that once I got it, um, I kind of put it, the show off because I knew it was so heavy. Um, and I was like, eh, do I want? You know, even though I play all these heavy roles <laughs> and I watch a lot of heavy stuff, sometimes I'm like, do I? <laughs> yeah, what it's do I so do? good. It's so good. Um, the acting is just brilliant. I. I, I don't know. It's like that show I would just love to be on in any capacity at some point. That'd be awesome. Um, probably won't happen, but... I would it, freak it, out if, if I saw you on that show. Uh, I, I would freak. It's so <laughs> yeah, good. I, mean, it was, I, fr- I forget so what good. the... the What's the main actress's name? Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. She is it just incredible. I mean, from Mad Men to this, like every movie she's ever starred in, every episode of every TV show, like I don't think she's ever been bad in anything. No, not that I've ever seen. I mean, she was great in Invisible Man. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. She just, oh, man, she that just was so good, too. Material. Um, I feel like that way about Elizabeth Olsen, too. Like, I just feel like oh. they elevate the material. Elizabeth um, Olsen is... Obviously, is like, written so great, but... Yeah. Elizabeth Olsen yeah, is, like, awesome. dream human being. She seems... Did you watch like... Sorry for Your Loss? No, what's that? So, it didn't get renewed, um, which was... So I haven't got two seasons, um, which is really disappointing. But it's a Facebook watch show. So uh-huh. I'll give a second recommendation. Nice. Um, it's free on Facebook. Um, it's about, she, it's a series about her losing her husband. Um, and she is just brilliant in it. Um, the show is great. It's another recommendation. Um, not a lot of the fucking show, obviously. <laughs> but um, if you're in, that, in a dark mood, um, that just the acting is is wonderful as well and she's great in it and i nice. highly recommend that show. i'll definitely check that out i love her she uh kodachrome on netflix um which stars her ed harris and jason sudeikis um not sure if you've seen it uh one of my favorite I have movies not. Oh, i don't think i've seen it 
to have. Big, 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 big recommendation. I, uh, I've got it saved on my list, and I usually like knock stuff off my list as I watch them. But I watch that movie all the time. I mean, Ed Harris plays like kind of a jerk slash. He's a photographer, so he's kind of like me if I ever became an asshole or more of an asshole. <laughs> um, and Elizabeth yeah. Olsen's in it, and she's just incredible. I mean, I consume all of the Marvel movies a million times, but she just plays such like a genuinely sweet, awesome character on that sh- on that movie, and gotta love sudeikis and uh, it's just so so good go yeah. go watch it that's my recommendation oh yeah it's on netflix okay yeah. i will yeah um, definitely yeah, watch I that. that one so good um, i also movies just kind of fly under yeah the, you know what the thing was i don't know when that came out whether it was a year ago two years ago whenever it came out they did no like publicity for it and i think the only reason why it was that's recommended to me is because i've watched so many photography documentaries on netflix that they're like oh you might like this and i loved it it was great <laughs> I, also, I love that. They're like, I love that. That's what came up. Yeah, <laughs> That's it's it's so good. Uh, you, you'll like it. You'll like it if not your money back, but it's zero dollars. So no Venmo request. <laughs> so I, I will be Venmoing you for twenty dollars of my time. <laughs> the other uh, recommendation that I have, and this is also not a new movie, was the end of the tour um, with Jason Siegel and Jesse Eisenberg. Um, uh, geez, I'm going to forget the name of the writer that Siegel plays. Um, crap. Uh, I forget the name of who he portrays, but, uh, just a really, you know, it's an A24 movie. They do no wrong. Um, it's oh, on, no, it, it's on Hulu. Uh, it's two or three years old. Uh, it's short. It's sweet. Uh, Siegel and, and Eisenberg are just wonderful in the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen this one either. These are two. You I have to check out. Um, <laughs> I told you I literally watch welcome. everything. <laughs> You do. Wow. Um, <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I miss this one as well. Um, I know it's hard when they do like zero press, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you might see a thing go by and you're like, I don't know what that is. And so you don't watch it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then you miss some good movies. So. For sure. Well, check them both out and you can thank me anytime. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> But, uh, Rebecca, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast with me today. I had so much fun with our chat. Um, I've got a funny little riddle that, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, anyone who comes on this podcast is family with me now. So your family, welcome. Glad to have you. Um, So much, uh, so very appreciative of your time today. uh, And thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I look forward to uh, being on here again sometime. Oh, absolutely. Can't wait to do it again. Thanks. Take care.